Okay, here it's we go. A little go. early in the morning for scotch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That hour difference, man. Mm. And we're live here on Facebook, uh, and we'd like to welcome all of you in Facebook or in uh, podcast land. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing good. Well, we can welcome the folks in our in Facebook land too. Yeah, Facebook uh, land. They, they could be watching at a later date as well. Yes, that's true. Hopefully, you are. Um, so yeah, welcome out there. And uh, man, we got a big show this week. Uh, a few things to talk about, and our tournament, uh, movie tournament, takes a uh, takes a competitive role, and we got it some does. stuff about that to talk about. Um, big stuff in the NFL to talk about. And Rich, give us uh, two more headline topics, and then we'll uh, get into that part. I'm talking a little bit about the NCAA tournament, maybe upsets that we weren't expecting, and uh, how how the how our tournament Brackham pool is coming with the first day of action concluding last night and uh as always we'll be going into the nascar corner and maybe talking a little bit about baseball with fans in the stands across the league yeah uh all that and more but first rich it's time to roll the intro that's right press that button mike Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Uh, Rich, let's get into movie poll questions, and uh, let's tell the folks what we did this week. Well, first, who won? Well, the, today this week's category was non-traditional or like kind of like other sports movies is is what we was uh, what we called them, and the movie choices were Dodgeball, Over the Top, Bring It On, Evictus, Sea Biscuit, Whip It, Kingpin, Wimbledon, Battle of the Sexes, Point Break. Lords of Dogtown, Balls of Fury, and your and your pick, Mike, Blackball. I did not actually pick it and vote for it. Oh, okay. But I did wa- I actually watched one and a half of these movies this week. Okay. I watched cool. Blackball and then I started to watch Invictus. It seemed pretty good. I'm I'm actually wanting to finish it. Yeah. So Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, wasn't it? Uh not Brad Pitt. I don't well, he might be in it. I don't know. I didn't see him in it yet. Um Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. Okay. I sometimes get those two mixed up sometimes. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, but, uh, folks, we had a clear and decisive winner this week. Yeah. Dodgeball. Yeah. Folks, you so, came out and Dodgeball is the winner uh, this week, by far and away. So, 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 Mike, do you have the poll up by any chance on, on your screen there? I Not yet. Not yet. That's that's okay. I, I wasn't expecting it from you because we did get I a do lot have of it comments. Up now. Yeah. Okay. We did get a lot of comments on the on that poll. So why don't you give some shout outs, Mike? Um, yeah, we had ten whole comments. Uh, so Josh uh, said, and he voted this way that Over the Top is the greatest arm wrestling movie ever made. I think it was also the only arm wrestling movie ever made. 
Yep. I made the point that uh, I, I agreed with him that Over the Top is the greatest arm wrestling movie ever made. But Dodgeball is the greatest dodgeball movie ever made. Okay. And um, I think... Uh, Ashley said Ashley Bring It On. Bring It On is the greatest cheerleading movie of all time. Yeah. I'll, I'll give her that. that she also voted for that. Great point. Um, I did bring up Man of the House uh, is technically a cheerleader movie. Huh. I'd never heard of that movie, Mike. Yeah, it's um, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, that, that's right. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Protect the He's group the... of cheerleaders and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. remember that now. Now that you mentioned he was a Texas Ranger assigned to protect this college cheerleading, cheerleading squad. squad. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch it. It didn't make it. it obviously didn't make it on the poll. I was just poking yeah. at uh, Ashley to uh, have fun about it. Um, yeah, I think she and, knows uh, that, and she told me I'm incorrect. And our friend Mark Johnson, show <laughs> uh, or uh, uh, Johansson. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Mark Johansson uh, said, "Hey, what about basketball?" You reminded him that that was considered a basketball movie. To which Keenan Allen says, "Boo." <laughs> but hey all comments all comments are appreciated which is why you guys got shout outs so yeah. if you ever want to um get a shout out feel free to comment on the show while we're recording live here on facebook or you can always comment on the poll questions as we'll make sure to share those comments yep. or or gifts or yep. memes that you may put on there to voice your opinion about the movies as well yeah so uh, yeah, good good uh, conversation. Dodgeball winning by uh, by six votes over over the top and bring it on, which each respectively got one vote. Uh, Whip it, Soul Surfer, Lords of Dogtown, Kingpin. That one surprised me a little bit. Wimbledon, yeah. Balls of Fury, Black Ball, and Invictus all got zero votes. Yeah, I, I was expecting Kingpin to maybe get a couple of votes, and maybe even in the comment section coming up of saying. What about the big Lebowski? Yeah, not being included. Hey, we we thought about it, folks. We really did, and then we, we de- did. We decided that uh, no. Okay, so 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 where did you vote, Mike? Before we move on and tell the folks where we're going with the tournament next, I voted for dodgeball because if you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, I I voted for dodgeball as well. I don't I don't recall because i it has a it has a p it has a has a rated I, I and unrated version no 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 i i voted dodgeball because of it it just has a special place and meaning in my life a little bit um i remember being overseas and watching that with a couple of my buddies from uh that i worked with every single day uh out in the motor pool and i remember our commander coming by coming out of the room i think kind of poking his head in the like the common room where we were watching the movie and it was the part of if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball <laughs> and the comment that he made of it so is that's what's going down at the motor pool every day <laughs> it still sticks in my mind every time i watch that movie uh-huh. so i i couldn't i could not vote for dodgeball i totally get it bro and that's uh that's a good one um like i said i am not a, i'm not opposed to that movie obviously it won and we're happy about that. So, yeah. Um, moving on, next week we start our actual tournament. Um, yeah. So Rich and I took the movies that won um, the respective fields. So, um, Field of Dreams, Space Jam, Rocky Four, Remember the Titans, Happy Gilmore, 
Talladega Knights, Miracle, Dodgeball, Karate Kid, Cool Runnings, Chariots of Fire, when we were, and then we added, those are the four that won their respective, oh, and, and we were and, kings. And we were kings. Those are the four that won their, where they were in the, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then we added four wild cards. Yes. Um, Rich, yeah. what are the wild cards we added? So the wild cards that we added, Mike, um, were the Sandlot, Waterboy, Mighty Ducks, and Coach Carter. Yep. So those are kind of like at-large bids, and those four movies automatically get seeds 13, 14, 15, and 16. Yep. Uh, the other thing we – so Rich and I um, seeded the, the matchups uh, and or seeded the, the winners, um, and I gave it to you in the order for which they were seeded. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to look back at that, you can. I'm, we're not going to go over it. But uh, I, the way we did it, we kind of used our vote totals and Rich and I's personal feelings mm-hmm. uh, slightly as our barometer. Um, I think, I mean, honestly, uh, I, we didn't put, I mean, I think you and I would probably argue Talladega Nights and, um, and Happy Gilmore. If it were just up to us, those would be like number one and number two. But we thought of you folks and how you voted. And we looked at uh, Field of Dreams, thinking that probably is the number one seed, um, and and just moved it along from that way. So yeah. So Mike, what is our week one matchup gonna be? That'll be the poll question for this week, and then we'll kind of reveal where we're gonna go. Yep. Um, week to week, as far as which seeds is gonna are gonna be going up against each other. So this week's poll is going to match up our number one overall, uh, which is Field of Dreams. It's okay. going to go against Coach Carter. Yeah, Coach Carter being our number 16 seed as the lowest seeded at-large bid or wild card. Yep. As determined by Mike and I. Yep. Folks, so if you got a whole... problem with it, too bad. You get to vote. That's the, That's what we get to say. You get to vote. Yep. We make the polls. You just vote in them. Yeah. So there there will be no more adding movies to the poll. Nope. It's just going to be two movies. Movie head A, head. movie B. That's it. That's it. Those are your two choices. Yep. If you don't like that your movie, the movie of your choice didn't win overall, um, you should have gotten more people to vote your way. It's kind of how that works. Okay. And uh, let's move on from poll questions because we got more of the show to do, and you have to get going fairly quick today. Um, uh, that's fine. So I got until eleven thirty to, to get out there. So as long as we're wrapped up by ten, by eleven o'clock, we're fine. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. So um, we have NFL news that we got to talk about. Man, is it just me, or does every year the NFL make the NFL season last the entire year? Isn't that their goal? I think it is. I think I mean, they it, are more happy about. The quarterback carousel being as large as it was this year. And, oh, excuse me, folks. And all of that stuff happening. I think they are more happy about that because it gives them more content to keep NFL in the news. And so, uh, yeah. So I think that's what's happening. Especially with this year with not being able to have a traditional draft combine and like the – 
the pre-draft news since a lot of campuses aren't having pro days for their top prospects and teams can't go out to these and a lot of individual workouts aren't happening as well there was no combine this year as well so so we got some answers on the quarterback carousel and that's pretty yep. much all we're really talking about this week for the nfl um ladies and gentlemen it is official drew Brees is an nfl analyst that's right so he had a i i, I like the way that he announced his uh his retirement doing like an instagram announcement getting his kids involved saying that uh the kids saying that our dad is officially retiring from the NFL to spend more time with us. Yeah, he's going to do uh, studio analyst, uh, be a studio analyst for Sunday Night Football uh, and broadcast Notre Dame games because that's where that's his alma mater, isn't it? I uh, know he went to Purdue University. Oh, okay. Well, so maybe the getting getting uh used as a broadcaster for notre dame football kind of gives him a kind of gives him a way to maybe improve his broadcasting skills maybe before they move him into the sunday night football booth in you, a couple of years you know honestly, either to be a third either to be a third man to make it a three-man booth or maybe to replace chris collinsworth when his contract runs up or when he chooses to step down yeah the the other stuff that's going to be interesting he's going to take over and be part of the coverage for the olympic coverage team um so that's that's good um yeah a lot of people get used for nbc's olympic coverage so basically because there's so many sports to cover basically i think if you're a sportscaster or even a non-sportscaster on the on the NBC family of networks, you you get you get sent out to the Olympics to do some sort of coverage, whether it's in the studio or or covering an individual sport. Yeah. So that really doesn't surprise me too much. Um, yeah, it'll be fun for him. Hopefully, he gets to enjoy it, um, and and that that goes well. Um, the, I mean, the the ultimate question after you retire from being in the nfl is are you a hall of famer i don't think that's a question here no the I, I question he, is is he a first ballot hall, hall of famer i think that he is because of what the the individual records that he holds now granted he's probably by the time tom brady is done playing this year he's gonna pass tom brady he's gonna pass drew Brees for those same records but I think career longevity and what he was able to accomplish as a saint, even only winning one Super Bowl, I think he'll get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, on the first ballot. I think uh, his his accomplishments already uh, speak for that, and I think he should be. But, um, and no real big names are retiring this year that are going to compete for him to make it into the Hall of Fame. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's anybody in the last couple years that really keeps him out of being a first balloter so uh who's the quarterback in new orleans now well it seems like that's going to be an open competition between between Taysom hill who they signed who they kind of restructured and signed to an even longer deal yep than his original extension that they signed him to last year and Jameis winston who was re-signed on a one-year deal yeah um i like Taysom. i think Taysom's put the time in. He deserves to be the uh, starter. But 
it, they have never used him as a traditional quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that makes me wonder how's that going to go down. Yeah, I, I think it almost comes down to what type of offense Sean Payton wants to run. Does he want to run the same type of offense that he had with Drew Brees behind, which he can do with Jameis Winston, yep. or at least a little bit. A lot of the concepts can be reused with, Jay- with Jameis Winston as he's more of a traditional drop back, drop back passer that can throw the deep ball where Taysom Hill is still kind of, I still kind of see him as a gadget quarterback to where you almost have to scheme or you have to build your offense around his skill set. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it'll be nice to see taste. I hope, I personally hope it's going to be Taysom Hill. Um, and I wonder is that, I mean, is he going to finally get to be seen as a real quarterback rather than just that gadget quarterback? Like you talk about, um, that kind of gets him stuck and screwed over sometimes. So uh, that's going to be the next uh, question for what uh, what's going on in New Orleans. Um, and, uh, yeah, good job. Thank you, Drew Brees, for all that you've done for this sport and uh, being uh, a solid. And for the, yeah, and for the city of New Orleans. Yeah. He put that team, he put the Saints back on the map, yep. signing with them and taking them to the next level and winning a Super Bowl for him in the wake of uh, Hurricane Katrina. Does it uh, does it hurt his Hall of Fame status that uh, where he was drafted, he was there for a year and then sent off to New Orleans as opposed to uh, for, for a guy that retired last year? Or no, it was this year. It was this, this year. This year. Yeah, yeah, he was drafted by the Chargers. He, yep. And then they also, he, I think he had a couple of good starting years with San Diego. Yep. And then, but they chose Phillip Rivers. And when uh, when he got hurt, they the organization and the team chose Phillip Rivers, chose to move forward with their draft pick of Phillip Rivers rather than re-sign and keep Drew Brees in town. Yeah. I don't think it hurts his chances. Um, I think he's being, better. I think he's better than Phillip Rivers. Personally. Yeah, I, I think he was. Yeah, but at the time, you can understand why the Chargers made that made that decision, picking Philip Rivers as a first round pick to develop. Yeah, and there was a there was still a lot of uncertainty around how Drew Brees would respond from that from that shoulder surgery. I mean, he yeah. could have signed with uh, the Miami Dolphins, and maybe Nick Saban's tenure in the NFL is seen a lot differently. <sighs> And if he had Drew Brees under center instead of Dante Culpepper, yeah, maybe yeah. he doesn't go back to Alabama as quickly as he did, and end up, and obviously never to return to the NFL again. Yep. I mean, never say never. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so the big news uh, coming out of Chicago: the Bears have a uh, have a new quarterback. It's all exciting. It is Andy Dalton. Oh, I, yeah. We all were hoping it was going to be a better quarterback than that. Uh, not to say Andy's bad, but mm-hmm. the red the red rocket is not necessarily who we wanted. Yeah, you kind of you, you the the message that you sent to me midweek was ugh, Andy yeah, Dalton. Oh no, I <laughs> totally agree. Um, but. But also, but like, consider the alternatives. Okay. Would you have rather had Brian Fitzpatrick? 
Jameis Winston. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tyrod, okay, let, let me complete the All list here okay. of available quarterbacks that were available. Yep. You had maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. Jameis Winston. Tyrod Taylor. It may be available via, via trade. You had, what, Derek Carr? Maybe. Jimmy Garoppolo? Maybe. Russell Wilson? And technically, you, if the Cowboys blew their chance of getting of re-signing Dak Prescott, which probably wasn't going to happen, maybe Dak Prescott was, was, was maybe on their radar. But I mean, consider. But the realistic options that I think that were available, it comes down to Fitzpatrick, Taylor, Winston, and I, I did forget one, um, Alex Smith. I think you forgot another one, too. Okay, who's that? Isn't Gardner Minshew still available? Gardner Minshew is still under contract on his rookie deal with Jacksonville. Yeah, he's So, yes, he would have been, he could have been a trade acquisition. He would have been a trade acquisition. It wouldn't have been that hard to get the mustache and the the short shorts and the jean cutoffs and all that stuff. And bring that. We need the, I mean, we need the 80s Bears back, right? Yeah. Why not bring back a guy who's in love with the '80s and wears that mustache and wears? Now, I honestly, um, I, Andy, I think the only one out of the list of available quarterbacks this year, uh, and I'm saying truly available, I'm going to mm-hmm. take out Deshaun Watson and I'm going to take out Russell Wilson because those guys, I, do, I don't think we had the we a we definitely didn't have the draft capital to get either one of those, and b, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know what that. Uh, I don't think we would have gotten either one of those, but uh, I would like for them to have tried a little bit harder. Maybe uh, they they took a stab at Russell, didn't get end up getting it. Um, but uh, I think Fitz, Fitz Magic, maybe, but he got signed before Dalton got signed, so he did. But that takes him they out could have of turned them. to him. Yeah, but yeah, they they did. Have, he was available to the, for the team to reach out to. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I agree. Nobody else really moves the needle all that much. Is Andy Dalton better than Mitch Trubisky? A hundred percent, yes. Okay. Not that I, I can think. Agree with that. I honestly, I think Mitch Trubisky has the talent and he has the ability to be a great. Which, by the way, he got signed for a one-year deal in Buffalo uh, under Allen. Um, I think he'll do a great job there, but. That's all, and that's really all we need to talk about for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think a Trubisky's uh, loss of the locker room as the leader of the team, um, his loss of the loss of confidence in his from his head coach and his GM. There was no way he was coming back. So, uh, is Dalton better? I don't know if it, he's truly better. But he will have the confidence of everybody around him. And uh, he does have some skills. We've, I mean, jokingly, uh, he was the last starter to get picked as somebody that you would start on your on your fantasy league. He is regularly one of those guys uh, while he was in Cincy that he puts up good fantasy numbers. Mm-hmm. He just, and you know, I mean, he led the Bengals to playoffs, yeah. to the playoffs, multiple years with him and yeah. with the team that uh, I, with him and Marvin Lewis. I will also argue 
that uh, I don't look at what he did last year as as a great um, as a great barometer for his actual skill. Um, I think we're starting to see very much uh, Dallas's head coach, um, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that guy. I think we're seeing how much. Uh, Rodgers was really, truly 100% over the top covering up Mike McCarthy's failings as a quarterback or as a coach. Okay. And because of that, um, when we saw Andy Dalton not do great, I don't think it's Andy Dalton's fault that he didn't do great last year. I think it more has to do with Mike McCarthy. Um, so I'm okay with the, the, the sign. Um, hopefully we can do something here. But, uh, yeah. But I think I agree with you, uh, Rich. We haven't even said what the what the the signing was. One year, ten million dollars. That's a pretty hefty price tag for Andy Dalton, I think. But uh, you said something pre-show. Uh, your opinions on this and and what this is doing for the team as a, in general. You want to share that with the folks? Yeah. Um, first, I mean, I, I can agree with you as far as I don't, I don't. You can't. It's hard to grade Andy Dalton's performance last year because even he was signing with a new team yep so you also had you didn't have a traditional off season like with mini camps and training camps to fully get integrated and learn the playbook yeah so when he was thrust into action when Dak went down yeah of, of course he's not going to be able to fully click with that offense but I believe in the second part of the year toward the back half of the year he was playing pretty decent ball games for dallas and his play kept them in the playoff one yep so i would grade him more on what he did at the back half of the nfl season rather than what happened when he went in and started immediately and also got himself hurt due to that bad offensive line yeah but as far as andy dalton's contract one year 10 million dollars um if anything it's giving it's giving the bears a chance to restart if if this if this is Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's last stand as a coach GM combination to where at least the new regime won't be tied into being committed to the the two veteran quarterbacks of Foles and Dalton to where they could restart restart uh and bring in their guys yeah and then not also have to necessarily cut cut those two quarterbacks and have to eat a lot of dead money because the new regime doesn't want them. Okay, let's final question about it. Let's say they make a good playoff run. Let's say they make it to the National Conference Championship game. Okay. They make it to that game. I'm not going to even say the Super Bowl. I don't think it's hard to go against Tom Brady again. Um, But let's say they make it to the National Championship game. So they make it to the second round of the playoffs. So, so they make it out of wild card weekend and they make it to the, um, the maybe the divisional round or are you say in the conference let's, where they're going. Okay. Let's, one went away from the Super Bowl. Let's, let's start with conf. Let's start with uh divisional round. If they okay. make it to the divisional round, uh, do we get, do we get the same guys back next year with Pace and uh, Nagy? I I got a feeling that I think we would. Okay. I would you be happy if they make it to the divisional round? Yeah. Okay. They 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 went one step further than they did last year. Let's say they make it to the conference game. 
Definitely a big plus. They okay. made it even two steps further than they did last year. Do you think they can? Do you think this no. move makes enough of a difference to help them out? No. Okay. I mean, the, the Vikings are still t- still a tough team to play, and of course, I the don't Packers know about that. Let's look at the Vikings. The Vikings okay. haven't done they they've cut guys. They haven't really done that much great adding this year. Um, their team was did not perform to the level that they expected last year. Uh, I think, I think uh, Zimmer is on the hot seat this year. Okay, he has to perform, otherwise he's getting run out of town. I, I don't know that they're gonna like. I all of our fans that are up here where I'm at, you can hate me for this, but prove to me that this year that Zimmer's not on the hot seat. One, two. What have they done to improve to make it so that they can truly be contenders? What have they done to improve their team this year? Not much. Okay. The Bears have signed a quarterback that is significantly better than they put them significantly better in that position, in the quarterback position, than what they had. So why do you think that the Vikings are going to be better than the Bears this year? I didn't say they'd be better, but I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not an automatic win. I okay. don't think anybody. No, I don't. Maybe you're, you're right. Is, but maybe Detroit, they could win both those games against Detroit. Yes, 100%. But, I mean, anything could happen on any given Sunday, for yeah. that matter. I think Detroit is pretty much two wins, chalk it up. Um, but I think we split both the other two at least. Okay. At least split the other two. Um, Which that's. That's already four wins, mm-hmm. um, and I think I, I think we have a season that we can. I mean, we can eke out at least four more on top of that, maybe five more. I could see this being. I mean, Andy Dalton. I think over Mitch Trubisky, especially if if we can solid. I mean, we're gonna we're solidly saying we have a starting quarterback. There's no doubt that Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback currently, correct? Yes. That okay. was one of his reasons for signing with the Bears. Supposedly they told him, you're the starting quarterback. Okay, so if we have, we haven't, we haven't had a solid, like everybody knows this is the starter for the last two seasons. Yeah, you can say two years ago yeah. we thought, we knew Mitch Trubisky was, but we also knew that he wasn't performing to the level for which, we just didn't have a backup that we felt confident enough in. This yep, year, I'll, I'll give you that. Last year, with when they brought in Foles, it was in an open competition. Yeah, this year Andy Dalton comes in. He is the quarterback. We know that. That gives him confidence. He's a better quarterback. That in and of itself is worth at least two wins over last year, I would think. And if they're going to have a full, if they're going to have a full training camp. He's. They're going to be a ten-win team this year. I'm. I'll put it out there right now. Ten wins. Put it in the book, Rich. Put it in the book. I'm. A, that's my hot take of the year. They're going to be a ten-win team this year. Okay. I. I think it's doable. They could somehow get two extra wins, two more wins than they did last year. Yep. So that that's doable. Um, sorry, I'm trying to see if there's a way to look up there. Let's let's look up their schedule for next year, but I don't I'm not seeing a twenty 
2021 season, 2021 uh, schedule up in front of me to see who else they're playing out of the division. If you're saying that they can split the division. Mm. Um, I don't have their exact schedule, but they play Arizona, San Francisco, Baltimore, Cincy, New York Giants, Cleveland Browns, um, the Rams, Pittsburgh, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. Okay. Okay. So so they get a mix of the the South and the West. Right. I think bit. I think Baltimore still has some things that they don't know a hundred percent, so that's gonna be and that's a home game. Uh the Bengals is a home game. I think that'll be that'll be Andy's uh big in your face. The, yeah. The you Giants. The, you do get the yeah, you do get the Giants. That's that's a win. The Browns. The Browns is going to be a tough one, but the Rams, with all the improvements they've made, uh, you get to face the Steelers, and then you've already mentioned the Seahawks and the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I could somewhat see ten wins come out of that season, come out of that schedule, especially if you consider yeah. the Giants and the the Giants and the Bengals. Maybe a win over the Browns. Yep. So it it, it it's doable. I think a lot of things need to break right for the team, but they're they've at least put themselves in a position. Yeah, and to, to be better than eight and eight. Yeah, I think they're going to be a ten win season. I'm going to put it out there right now. We'll do that. Okay, anything else with the Andy Dalton stuff? Or I mean, Mitch Trubisky, we kind of hit on. Do you want to yeah. give two cents? You want to no. put in that? No. Okay. Um. Finally, Deshaun, uh, folks, I we only cover it because it's news. Deshaun Watson is being accused in civil court not even criminal court of uh, sexual misconduct at massage parlors. Um, I've heard anywhere from six to 10 uh, plaintiffs in these cases. Um, again, th these are lawsuits. They have, n they have nothing to do with any criminal charges being brought forth. Um, Deshaun has categorically denied this. Um, but we're going to let the courts and the NFL figure out what's going on before we make any real statements on it. That's, that's all I'm yeah. saying about it. Yeah. That, that, that's really, that's probably the best way to go. It, okay. It's too tough. I mean, it's, I think it's odd that these, this, that this news is coming to light as he's trying to get out of Houston and go to a better team, but it is what it is. I said my two cents. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. The NCAA tournament, Mike. Yeah, that started this week. Uh, how many games have you watched so far? Um, I watched a little bit of um, San Diego State. Um, San Diego. San Diego State. Do you know what that uh, means, Rich? Syracuse. Do you know what San Diego means? Go ahead, Mike. It's a joke. We running joke on our show. Go ahead. It means San Diego. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and I watched a little bit of um, I think Winthrop, um, not Winthrop. I don't know. I watched one of two of the games last night. Um, two of the two of the later games last night. I didn't get to watch as much. Okay. Uh, I, I had to work. I will put this Friday, out. So. I'm gonna put this out there. Um, one of the things that I've said since the tournament, since we started talking about the tournament is that the Big Ten likes to poop the bed 
when it comes to the big dance. <laughs> um, yeah. Two of our number pretty, two overall, number two overall, and number four overall, or number four, number two in the in the in the south, and number four in the south. Both Big Ten schools pooped to bed last night and uh, lost uh, lost games. Um, Purdue and Ohio State. Oh, Purdue, Ohio State. Okay, yeah. Lost. Yeah, I mean, both lost in overtime, though. So they were tight games. It wasn't like they got blown out. And and I know watching the highlights of the Ohio State game, they had a chance to win that in regulation. It's just the three-pointer that would have won the game in regulation just didn't fall, and the team kind of fell apart and lost in overtime. It wasn't a great shot. It wasn't a great shot. Okay. Um, I didn't watch it live. I did. I only saw that. I only saw that they had a chance to sink a three-pointer to win in regulation. It just didn't go in. I mean, I had friends that went to Oral Roberts. Uh, Good for them. Um, Oral Roberts is, I mean, they used to be a powerhouse team in the NCAA. They, back in the 70s, and they were a solid team in the NCAA. Good on them. Um, But again, this is the Big Ten pooping the bed. Um. Okay. Kind of sad to see, but that happens. Um, Arkansas Colgate, which was uh, Colgate, was a darling of a lot of people, um, and they they ended up going home last night. Uh, and then uh, Tennessee, that was another big loss. Man, we've had some good, some big upsets already. You know, it, it was a big loss, but if I, I I picked the Beavers of Oregon State, yeah, to, to win. They were on a hot streak going into the tournament. It's yeah. not something you want to overlook when you're playing good basketball going into the tournament. Uh, surprisingly, Rutgers showed up last, yesterday and won their game. So mm-hmm. that's good to see. Um, the Badgers won. The Badgers upset a perennial powerhouse in North Carolina. Yep. The first time, I think they said this is the first time in his career Roy, that a Roy Williams coach team lost in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, all good stuff. Um, good to see uh, the tournament happening. Good to see the, one of my favorite things. There's fans in the stand. That's always nice to see. Yeah. It, it, it's still a little weird to see how far away from the action they are to where they don't necessarily hey. always appear on camera. But, yep. they, but yes, they are, they are. there are fans in the stands. They had shots of people in the stands yesterday. That was enough for me. Okay, so as far as our tournament bracket pool, yep. our current leader is a friend of the show, Matt Johnson, with 12 picks made correctly, but off of projected points based on who, how they set their bracket up with available points. If they get all the rest of their picks right, our bracket winner would be uh, my cousin Alicia, who is eligible to get 183 points based on how she how she filled out her bracket. And um, Mark, with 180 points, is uh, close behind. And yeah. then Rich, you are uh, you're you're at 178 maximum points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've gotten 10 right. Uh, it shows Mike, you've also gotten 10 right, yep. but your eligible points, if the rest of your picks are correct, would only come out to be 164 points. 
Yep. Um, so kind of before we move on to the NASCAR corner, who did you put in your final four for the folks that aren't in our bracket pool that can view your bracket? Um, well, it was hurt yesterday real bad. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga. Okay. Michigan. Illinois. And Ohio State. And Ohio State. Yeah, I can see... I can see why. I don't think you were the only person that put Ohio State into the Final Four, so you weren't alone in you in losing a Final Four team. I took Ohio State into the Elite Eight. Yeah. Um. So my Final Four. I had four, Purdue into the Elite Eight. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my Final Four. I mean, I, I wanted to pick a more adventurous bracket, but the way it just fell, I put the number one seeds into the final four, which would be Baylor, Baylor, Illinois, Michigan, and Gonzaga. Yeah, um, I have Wisconsin winning the second round. I think that's going to be the the upset of the second round. Uh, I had that North Carolina team winning. Okay. Went off of past history, and I'm just a little bit of a North Carolina fan, more than likely, because of, I mean, that's where Jordan played, and also they had some great teams in the – in the '90s, with Dean Smith, with like uh, Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter. I feel you and on Vince that. Carter as well. But uh, you know, Wisconsin was looking real good at the end of the year. Yeah. So, couldn't uh, couldn't deny that. Um, okay. National championship pick. Who who'd you go with? The Fighting Illini. Um, I I did as well. I'm hoping they can do it. Um, yeah. I took Gonzaga to to lose to them in the playoffs. But Me too. In the tournament. But for whatever reason, Gonzaga always tends to come up short somewhere yeah. along the line. They just they, – I don't think they've ever been able to put it together yeah. and and win the win the entire thing. Maybe this is the year being the no, overall number one seed and being a high-scoring team. So, But I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that the hometown fighting Illini uh, can come away as national champs, though. Yeah, uh, Iowa plays today at 5.30. Or 525, okay. uh, playing against Grand Canyon University. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully that's not another upset. I really hope that doesn't happen. That would be terrible. Yeah, I, I'd just like more to proof see the, that the Big the Ten guys go further, just go more, really far in the tournament. More proof that the Big Ten can be can take a dump on themselves sometimes. Okay, um, good job to everybody that filled it out. Uh, Sad news, my wife is pretty much out of it as she picked Tennessee to win it all, and they lost yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Rich, do you see what's coming up? Is it a left turn, Mike? It is a left turn. Do you see what's after that, Rich? Is it another one? Yes, it is. Um... Because we're headed into the NASCAR corner. Yeah. Mike, are are we into a... uh... Are, are we under red flag to where the cars aren't going around the track? Uh, we are just about to get out of the red flag, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. There they go. Okay, heading into the NASCAR corner. Uh, so, um, Rich, last week's recap. At Phoenix International Raceway, you had Martin Truex Jr. winning. Rich... Mm-hmm. Your uh, your Kyle Busch luck holds yeah. true yet again. It did. 25th. Going a That's lap right. down after receiving a speeding penalty in the pits. Yeah, never recovered. Uh, your pick, Denny Hamlin, came in third. Yeah. So good on you, Mike. So you're up now four to 
to one on me during the regular season here. So that gives you um, first pick. So our kind of like the NASCAR's trend of a first-time winner during the season continues, but probably Martin Truex Jr. is the first maybe established or well-known driver to get a win. Yeah. Um, as well. Rich, for our shout-outs this week, you won. Uh, Tony came in second. I came in third this week, making some ground up on Solomon. Solomon came in with a measly 178 points. But Actually, I thought that Tony and I tied. Yes, you did, actually. You are correct. You guys we tied. tied. That's We I, tied. The bonus points saved me, I think. the bonus. Some I got some of the bonus points, which saved me. Yep. Um, so, Rich, heading into this week's... Uh, do you have any advice for the people going into this week's race? Um, I, I would, after reading some articles about how to set up a, a possible fantasy lineup... Um, with Atlanta being an older track with the surface not being repaved in many, many years, um, I would probably suggest going with veteran drivers who have experience with with uh, good strategy with how to handle tire wear. Yep. Uh, I would also say look towards our um, your veteran mm-hmm. uh, your, your veteran um, crew chiefs. Okay. Veteran so, crew chiefs. Yeah, good good crew chiefs can can uh, help you do some things out there. Look for those guys to do it. Uh, any, what's your sleeper pick of the week, Rich? Do you have one? I really don't have a, really a sleeper pick. Um, the guys that I chose for this week were pretty established drivers. Maybe Kyle Larson. Yeah, that's. But I, I don't see him really as a sleeper. But he's kind of like the more non-traditional. Or maybe non-veteran driver that I chose to put into my lineup this week. I 100% agree, and I did. So, Rich, uh, I won last week, but we've already determined who we're picking pre-show. Who are Mm -hmm. you picking for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway? Well, um, to be honest with you, I've been kind of been going in between Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski this week. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Ford of Brad Keselowski. Okay. Um, I think that's a a pretty decent pick there. Uh, I am going to go with the first winner person to win two races this season. Winning back-to-back races, Martin Truex Jr. Okay. I I like the pick. He's got good history at at, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. He's a guy that's in my lineup, and he's also the guy who I pick will be the highest Toyota driver to finish. Okay. Um, and uh, one more note for that. Uh, next week we have the day Dirt in Bristol, I believe, is next weekend, isn't it? It is. And um, Before that, they are going to do something else. What are they doing, Rich? Well, they're going to have the first iRacing Pro Invitational race that will be televised on FS1, and they will be racing on the virtual Bristol Dirt Track. Okay. Good. Uh, hopefully that helps some of the uh, drivers uh, figure out how to drive on that dirt there. Um, yeah. As a lot of them haven't done been driving on dirt in a long time. So. Yeah, but you are going to see a lot of the cup drivers driving on that driving actual race cars on that on that surface pre rate pre pre race 
before that race is a lot of them have committed to uh, racing in the truck series race that weekend to okay. kind of get a feel for the track. And I think there's something called like the Bristol Dirt Nationals, where I yep. think they're either racing proto. I don't think it's prototype cars. No, it's it's, it's a different just, series of cars. It's yeah, it's Grand National tur- uh, cars. Um, they uh, they they're I don't know if they're sprint cars or what they are, but they're normal dirt dirt cars. So uh, you'll see yeah. that this oh. this uh, upcoming week. Look for that. It's going to be a great week to watch. But mm-hmm. first, we have that Atlanta race tomorrow at uh, June. Two, two on o'clock. Fox, right? Yeah, it'll okay. be on the Fox network. I don't think it goes over to FS1 until Martinsville. So you still get Atlanta and Bristol being on the national network uh, before you probably see the races switching between FS1 or Fox. Yeah, it's going to be uh, 2 o'clock Central Time, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, Atlanta Motor Speedway on Fox. So look for that, folks. It's going to be a fun time. Um Okay, anything else before we head out of the NASCAR corner? No, not not, not really. Um, you, you, are you still getting a chance? Are you getting? Are you enjoying watching the races uh, on the TV when you on TV when you've had a chance? I have. Uh, I have been able to enjoy those. So, yeah, me too. So, so yeah, let's go ahead and send the track, send the cars around the track a couple a couple times. Uh, before we go over to the diner. Okay, as we head out of the NASCAR corner, we're going to go keep going and making left turns around the diamond. Okay, Rich, um, good news coming out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. As of, and the entire, it, it, from what I understand, including California, Mm-hmm. All teams will be allowed to have some fans in the in attendance. Yeah, I, I, unless things have changed, I believe the only team that hasn't gotten formal clearance to have fans in the stands is the Washington Nationals. Oh I think yeah, all the other yeah, team, yep, yep. I think all the other teams, at a minimum, will at least have a thousand fans in the stands. At a minimum, you know what? That's going to be nice. It's been great to listen to them in the Cactus League and the, in. Uh, in the the grapefruit leagues, uh, li- being able to listen to uh, the guys or listen to fans actually in the stands, um, it's a little odd because one loud annoying fan, yes, that's me sometimes, folks, mm-hmm. but one loud annoying fan gets heard quite easily over uh, over the mics, and it comes through loud and clear. Yeah, for whatever reason, when when watching baseball games or even listening to them um and it's even something my, my wife has picked up on and like the two now two years ago is you could always hear that one hot dog vendor yep hot dog or something along that he had a high-pitched voice and would just and you'd hear hot dog over the over the over the broadcast over and over again yep so so maybe so but i'm sure with the restrictions that that the that have been put in the place i don't know if you'll hear vendors wandering around the stands yeah so we're going with uh electronic tickets only um Mm -hmm. cashless food payments which is going to be hard for those beer vendors um contact free pre-screening before entering the ballpark there's gonna be hand sanitizers everywhere your tickets will be in 
groups of two to four, and you'll be in a pod, so you'll have some room around you that nobody else will be cool. in. Uh, that'll be nice. Um, you're going to be put in a zone. You have to stay in your zone once you enter the park. No wandering around the stadium to get specific food or merchandise. Um, probably not. You're probably not going to be able to um, to go to like kind of like to move down to empty seats either. Even yeah. though that's kind of been harder to do as the team is kind of up security I mean, or courtesy guests. I mean, around let's, those lower seats. Let's be honest. Anywhere. In Wrigley, it's our it's always hard to do because it is sold out all the time. Yeah, but even if you see like those random two seats, maybe down in the one hundred section, and you want to try and wander down there, you mm-hmm. have that courtesy guest down there saying, "Oh, how may I help you? Or can I see your tickets?" And so it's because it's been a lot harder yep. to move down to better seats at Wrigley Field for quite some time anyway. Yeah. Finally, uh, masks are going to be required, which you know that's kind of figured unless you're eating or drinking. Um, and then, uh, Rich, what what are they doing for the rooftops? Well, um, because you didn't cover it, so Wrigley Field is going to be allowed to be at 20% capacity to start the season, which accounts to about 8,272 fans. Yep, that'll be good. Uh, So the Wrigleyville rooftops will be allowed to operate at 50% because they fall under um, bars and restaurants, so they can have a higher higher, uh, capacity at at their rooftop areas. Okay. Which is cool. So you had some, you did have rooftop seating last year, and that was pointed out a lot on the broadcasts of, hey, you can hear, you can see the fans that are up on the rooftops today, yep. which is good. And uh, the Cubs have said that season ticket holders will have first priority, but a certain number of tickets will be available to the general public uh, for each game, and prices will supposedly are not going to be increased from 2019, which is nice to hear yeah um i think when i read specifically about the tickets they said that you can enter into kind of like a lottery system to be selected to purchase tickets but they were only making the month of april available right now so you couldn't enter into the lottery and maybe purchase tickets when it's going to be warmer out yeah warmer out but that's understandable because maybe by the time july or august rolls around they'll be able to operate at a higher capacity so it'd be kind of hard to sell tickets at the current capacity level if you could open up more later on in the year based on what what the health restrictions are in the city of chicago the one that's going to be intriguing to me is bleacher seats true i first come first serve General admission bleacher seats. Those are going to be intriguing because how do you restrict where people can be and who can be where? Uh, other than that, I don't – I mean, it, I'm glad to hear, excited to see, uh, good to have fans in the stadium. Speaking of fans in the stadium, we should probably cover that the White Sucks are going to have the same 20% capacity, which mm-hmm. is going to be about uh, 100 fans less, 150 yeah. fans less. 8,122, which – isn't that going to be their normal attendance anyway during the season? That might be a little high for their normal attendance. <laughs> we only say that we only make that remark because we're not White Sox fans. Yep. Um, so across the league, um, just as a quick hit, you're going to see uh, Arizona being allowed at 25. percent So that's about 12,000. The Braves get 33,500. 3, the O's get 12,000. The Red Sox only get 4,000. Uh, 4,500. 
So I'm just trying to scroll through. Colorado gets a lot. 21,000. 40, uh, 42% wow. capacity. Um, Detroit, as we mentioned, only gets 1,000. Um, so, I, you know, we've been... We we both listen to the the games every year. Uh, have you been able to listen to many games this year? Not not really. Maybe okay. the tail end of games once my once the uh, once yeah. my shift ends. Um, um, but I'm hoping to at least be able to listen to more games once the season starts. Yeah. So the exciting thing about it is, uh, well, not exciting. It hasn't been pant and run for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. So been listening to games on other broadcasts. Uh, I listened to a few Twins games as well, just because uh, I have friends that are up here. And, and when I was working in the factory, the, a lot of those guys wanted to listen to Twins games. So we listened to some Twins games. And while okay. we were doing that, um, we uh, it was odd to me to hear um, the amount of uh, the amount of people or the 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 season ticket six packs and stuff like that trying to get people to buy season tickets. I'm like, man, if I could buy season tickets, like if I lived in Minneapolis, I would buy season tickets. Why? I mean, I'd resell them for the most part, but if I could, if I could, if I was a fan of a team, I would go to every game I could. If you lived in that metro area. Oh yeah. Within driving or driving or public transit. Yeah. Hundred percent. I would go if we lived in Minneapolis. I would go to as many games as I could, and it's even easier because they do more night games than Wrigley does, mm-hmm. so you don't have to skip work all the time. But uh, yeah, so it's that's been really odd to hear. You can get your season tickets now. So yeah, on the on the broadcast where they're where they have had a Chicago broadcasting team, have the Cubs also been kind of been pushing? season tickets or because their season tickets are all have a have a wait list can they even do that um they have a wait list i've never i have never heard uh season tickets advertised on a cubs game ever only to you can join the wait list yeah to get on to get on here's the how to join list. the wait list yeah. if you're in inter- if you're interested i've been on the wait list for 10 years plus um i intend to put my daughter on the uh, wait list as soon as it becomes available. Why not? At least with Cubs tickets, you know that there's a market there for you to sell. There's a resale market with yeah. the Cubs because of how popular they are. Um, but yeah. All right. So Mike with baseball next week, um, next week with the season starting in, in April, so next week will be our last show before the regular season starts. So make sure to uh, have your predictions ready for who's going to win the divisions and the wild card for each league, as well as the as well as we'll take it even further into the playoffs and give you predictions for the league championship series and a World Series matchup and winner. Yep. Please, uh, so Rich, any quick hits before we get into shoutouts? Um. The Olympics announced that they will not be allowing fans from outside the country. So only people that reside in Japan will be in the stands, probably at a limited capacity that has yet to be determined for the Olympics, which will be in July. Okay. So the country had some uh, 
hesitations with allowing people to come into the country uh, due to COVID as they due to their provisions. So the one thing that I kind of thought about is that is that that you are a resident and currently living in Japan, you have tickets or is it only pre-screen like individuals that they're allowing that are actual Japanese citizens. So like if you're a military member that is stationed in Japan and have been in Japan for quite some time, could you technically buy tickets and be in attendance at those events? I yeah, I was wondering that myself. Uh I have a friend uh that a friend from a church, our church in the Quad Cities, whose son is stationed, or is it, he's not stationed, he just lives there for work. Mm. And, uh, and so, uh, I was wondering if he was going to be able to get tickets to, to go. I so don't know. So that'll be, so yeah, so that'll be quite a, uh, home field advantage, uh, for the Japanese, although really for, for the Olympics, it seems to be a pretty neutral crowd, I think, for a lot of times. Well, and, and a lot of times with stuff like that, um, it, uh, um, it tends to be, um, it tends to, to, I mean, the crowds tend to just cheer. They're not, they're mm -hmm. not really fully invested in a, in a country at all. So I think it's going to be fine. I'm not that worried cool. about it. Um, okay. And, uh, finally we have no shout outs. Nobody commented no on the show. But Rich, if you are, if people are listening to us and want to see our pretty faces and join in and get a shout out because they commented, what should they do? Uh, they should tune in. Uh, make sure to like either the fans of Balls and Sticks Facebook page or just the general Balls and Sticks Facebook page as we post the feed to our live episode to both pages. And also, if you like the Fans of Balls and Sticks podcast, you'll be notified when we post our weekly poll, as well as uh, be able to uh, vote on the poll that way as well. And there is also links in the description of our podcast, uh, on our podcast, uh, to our uh, Facebook pages as well. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the links are in the, the description. And, uh, yeah, if you are... Uh, if you would like to to like us on Facebook or that, if you are watching on Facebook and you just want to listen to us, go to your favorite podcast platform and check it out there. Uh, let us know or get on there. Uh, subscribe. Give us a five-star review, and we appreciate that. Uh, folks, we thank you so much, and uh, no shout-outs this week. Um, I got one. Oh. I got one. Okay. I got one. Um. We always get birthday messages, so I gotta put it out there. Happy birthday uh, to my grandma Arliss. Um, her birthday is on Wednesday, and uh, actually, and the folks at the Good Samaritan House are going to also allow us to kind of uh, take her out of the nursing home so we can celebrate with her on Sunday as well. So that's <coughs> kind of would be nice to see her for the first time in a long time uh, due to the COVID restrictions that the good samaritan house uh put in the place yeah happy birthday arliss and uh with that rich what's it time to do is it time to roll the outro slash intro yeah let me get it started first there it goes broadcasting live from somewhere in iowa 
This is Bald and Dick the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 